helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 Weekdays on Vision Christian Radio. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We all hate hypocrisy, especially religious hypocrisy. It turns out, though, so did Jesus. At one stage, he made a whip and drove the hypocrites out of the temple. Startling. True. I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at this Jesus from a different perspective. And please do stick with me, because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet, also called Who is Jesus? I'd love to send you a free copy to help you get to know him better and to draw ever closer to your Lord and Saviour. Perhaps one of the biggest objections I ever had to Christianity was what I observed to be a self-righteous hypocrisy. On the one hand, they'd put some old guy on the news and telling me this was wrong and that was wrong. And on the other hand, that same denomination had a club with gambling and poker machines not far from where I lived. Come on! Is it any wonder people weren't flocking to church on Sundays? That's how I saw it. And so for me, that equaled Jesus, which equaled God. So who needs that sort of religion? It's pretty impeccable logic, really. Until, well, you take time to look at Jesus himself. Tell me, how would he respond to the church with poker machines? Well, actually, we know. Because in his walk on this earth 2,000 years ago, he had to deal with almost exactly the same thing. This week, well, we're heading towards Easter. Yeah, I know, I know, chocolate, bunnies, Easter eggs. But that's not really the main game, is it? So we've been looking over the last few weeks, and this week again, at a question. Who the heck is Jesus? It's a good question heading towards Easter. Particularly as we look at how he behaved in that crucial week heading towards his crucifixion. And yesterday we saw how early in the week he had a triumphal entry into Jerusalem, almost like a rock star, like the Beatles coming to town when I was a kid. This was the Messiah, and he rode on a donkey because the whole donkey thing was prophesied hundreds of years before. And so when he came into the city riding on a donkey, all the people that have been wondering for the last three years or so, is this the guy? He was saying to them, yeah, I am the guy. I am the Messiah. And straight after he rides into Jerusalem... He goes to the temple. This is what happened. Then they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling and those who were buying in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who had sold doves, and he wouldn't allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. He was teaching and saying, Isn't it written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you've made it a den of robbers. And when the chief priests and the scribes heard it, They kept looking for a way to kill him because they were afraid of him because the whole crowd was spellbound by his teaching. And when the evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. Pretty unexpected, isn't it? I mean, if we see Jesus as some sort of stained glass window in a church, to imagine that he would go into the temple, which was the centre of the Jewish faith, I mean, it's like going to St. Paul's Cathedral at the Vatican or, you know, one of those big places. And what was happening was that People were selling, they were trading. Often you had pilgrims come to the temple. The temple was about sacrifice in part, so they would sacrifice animals. And so all the traders had set up shop. 
inside the temple. So here's the temple, the house of God, the center of the Jewish faith. And Jesus walks into the courts of the temple and it's the smell of animals and the noise of money changes and just for convenience. The market had been moved into the temple. There was noise and commerce and cows and exorbitant pricing and people fiddling the books and all sorts of horrible things going on inside the temple. And worse still, it was sanctioned by the religious establishment. Worse still, the high priests were involved in this scam. It's kind of like a church with poker machines in it, really. That was the scene. People say, Bernie, are you knocking all churches? No, I'm not. Absolutely not. There's so many good things that are done by churches right around the world, millions and millions of people who are humbly and quietly living out their faith and serving the poor and and reaching. I mean, so many good things. We often miss that. But at the same time, religious hypocrisy like this is alive and well. It's still happening. Nothing else new under the sun. So what does Jesus think about it? In one of the other gospel accounts, it actually tells us he made a whip out of rope and he rages through the temple forecourts and he's throwing money changers' tables in the air and he's driving them out with a whip. Pretty surprising picture of Jesus. This is no mamby-pamby, soft stuff, toy, cuddly Jesus saviour here. This is a pretty outrageous thing for Jesus to do. At the same time, he's throwing down the gauntlet to the religious establishment. Look at the reaction he gets. The chief priests and the scribes, firstly, they want to kill him. It's interesting. Most people didn't really understand who Jesus was and what he was doing. The one group of people that did were his enemies because Jesus was threatening them. They were plotting to kill him. No wonder he was challenging their cushy, hypocritical system of religious oppression. And yet they were afraid. Why were they afraid? Well, what it says is, look, we'd love to kill him, but there's a whole crowd in town. You know, the Passover's happening, and Jesus has been out there preaching and healing, even healing people on the Sabbath, for goodness sake. We can't kill him now. I mean, there'll be a riot. The crowd will turn against us. And the crowds were spellbound. Now, either this Jesus was a madman or a genius, and the people were coming to the conclusion that this Jesus was a genius. He was doing some stuff that was so authentic and so real, showing compassion, hanging around with prostitutes and lepers and tax collectors and and people who were the outcasts of society. And yet at the same time, he was speaking in a way that had power and authority. There was a ring of, this is real about Jesus. And he directly challenged the religious establishment and the hypocrisy. Jesus was a religious subversive. He was wild. He wasn't some tamed animal. Look at him here in the temple forecourts. Jesus was wild. You can't put him in a box. You can't contain this Jesus. It's almost a contradiction, you know, this wonderful warmth and compassion he had for the people who needed him and the power that he railed against the hypocrisy of the religious establishment with. It's such a stark contrast. This is the only time he actually does this. So let's not get an unbalanced view, but it's it's really important to see the compassion he has for little people and the rage he has for religious hypocrisy. It's important. You look at the church today, and as I said before, there are millions and millions of humble, kind people 
sharing in community, touching lives, transforming lives through love. And today still, there is a dimension in some areas of the church which is about cold, rule-based religious establishment. It's like anything else in the world. You look around and, and you look at any institution, any group, anything. There are good parts to it and, and there are bad parts to it. And it's sad. But there is some of this going on in the church today. And what happens is we tend to look at that ugly end of the scale because that's the only thing that ever makes the 6 o'clock news is the rotten things that some people in the church do. And then people think that Jesus is like that. And what we ignore in the public image of the church, in the public image of Christianity, is that quiet, hidden, not noisy, not public behaviour of people living in faith communities, millions of them across the globe, being Jesus to people around them. Whatever or whoever else Jesus was and is, he wasn't a religious hypocrite. He railed against it. He, He was an advocate of the little people, little people like you and me. At the end of the day, it cost him his life. To celebrate Easter this year, I've written a new live application booklet called Who is Jesus? to help you draw ever closer to your Lord and Saviour. You see, my passion is seeing you live in a rich, powerful, dynamic relationship with him. That's why I'd love to send you your very own free copy of this latest booklet. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you draw ever closer to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.